This is the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast from Advanta IRA, where we show you how to explore investments beyond Wall Street and open your eyes to new options for your portfolio. It's time to take control and give yourself the freedom to choose where you invest your money. Welcome to another edition of the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. My name is Alex Perney, and today on the download, we have a relatively as quiet as it can be securities market coming into the week with uh, tax filing being yesterday, uh, April 18th. So uh, congratulations to everyone that uh, managed to get through uh, the tax filing deadline in one piece. And for those of you that didn't, I certainly can commiserate with you. I've had a few of those years where uh you get stuck with a, uh, a nice hefty bill at the uh, end of the tax season instead of uh, maybe getting a little bit of a return. But again, happy that everyone is through it. And uh, at least if you even didn't file and filed an extension, it's nice to at least not be uh, thinking about paying or filing taxes. So moving on into what we have going on in the markets and around the world right now, the International Monetary Fund uh, just released a report showing slowdowns to global trade, mainly attributed to the conflict in Ukraine, which I think probably comes as a surprise to no one, uh, but certainly is a very tragic series of events going on between the conflict of the Ukrainian people and the uh, Russian Federation. So um, that's not necessarily showing any signs of slowing down. So things like oil and gas and commodities and all sorts of things that come out of Eastern Europe and Russia and Ukraine are all being severely bottlenecked. Uh, one, lar- two large items being uh, seen uh, with uh, significant price increases are nickel and uh, wheat of everything. I just noticed when I went to the grocery store to buy my oatmeal that I eat every morning that the price for a uh, my container of oatmeal had gone up almost double. It only really cost me about three fifty, and it cost about six dollars and twenty cents to buy the same thing of oatmeal. So, um, not to make any light, but uh, you know, we certainly are starting to see some of those uh, price increases and uh, uh, constraints being seen around, and what that will mean for the larger global economy as a whole remains to be seen. But uh, the International Monetary Fund certainly looking at some analysis that. Um, you know, would would tend to indicate a global slowdown. Now we have been hearing for the past few years that a recession or some type of economic slowdown is, quote, right around the corner. We still yet to see that. But uh, it will be interesting to see if these um, these large think tanks and these large organizations uh, are right, because most of them are now pointing to sometime in the last quarter of this year, the first quarter of 2023, to some type of uh, global, uh, more uh, largely local, more largely globalized economic slowdown. Now, the U.S. dollar, uh, which has been getting a little bit roughed up from some different trade agreements, especially with uh, China and India agreeing to to energy purchases using domestic currency. China uh, indicating that they will be purchasing energy uh, utilizing the yuan instead of the uh, U.S. dollar, and uh, India indicating they will be buying energy uh, from Russia, specifically using the rupee, uh, has been kind of a, a large driving factor in the recent uh, downturn of the value of the U.S. dollar. However, the dollar is trading higher against the Japanese yen by about one and a quarter percent right now. So it's definitely something that's good to see as far as the earning or the spending power of the U.S. dollar. Uh, earning season uh, for the first quarter of this year is uh, ramping up. 
with uh, uh, with relatively wavering overall stock prices. So uh, in the past few earnings seasons that we've seen uh, pretty robust earnings profiles, well, the last one was after the holiday shopping season. So we saw a very good bump to almost all sectors of the U.S. economy when it, come, when it came to what the expected earnings reports for everyone. But right now we're seeing a relatively flat, if not a slightly downturn in the overall stock price of most tracked U.S. indexes. The TSA is dropping their mask mandate, uh, which may lead to increased travel over the summer months. It's really kind of hard to say about how many people held off travel due to perceived safety effects or safety concerns with COVID-19. And now that the TSA is dropping mask mandates and a lot and a lot of U.S. carriers are dropping mandates on their airplanes as well for wearing masks in the airplane and the TSA for wearing masks inside of airports. It'll be interesting to see how exactly this affects the uh, travel season going into the summer. So we have a, the large uh, beginning of summer holiday coming up with Memorial Day coming in May. So we'll really be interested to see if there is an increase in domestic travel, although travel prices are expected to increase as the cost of oil and gas for fueling those big jets is continuing to still rise. <clears throat> Delta Airlines continuing on with the travel sector is beginning to test the Starlink uh, internet service provider for its in-flight internet access. Starlink, of course, is the internet company or the satellite internet company owned by the famous CEO of Tesla, Elon Musk. So it will be interesting to see if that has any effect on I honestly don't know what, what effect that would have, but I thought it was relatively interesting uh, to bring up. But again, Starlink being used for in-flight uh, uh, internet for Delta flights. If anyone has ever tried to use internet on a commercial jet a airliner, um, I think the most diplomatic way to put it would be frustrating. <laughs> internet service on an airline or on a flight is uh, spotty to say the, say the least. So maybe Starlink can bring something to that where you can actually maybe send an email that'll take less than 20 minutes to send next time you're on a flight. Amazon workers in New York have been federally reinstated, have been reinstated by a federal judge to their positions after staging a walkout for COVID uh, related <clears throat> safety concerns. Uh, a large number, uh, several hundred, I believe almost a thousand workers were laid off from a New York area warehouse. Uh, but the federal judge indicated that the firing was unjust and that all of those employees now must be rehired. Tesla has just announced that they are reopening their Shanghai Gigafactory uh, for what is being called a closed loop operations, meaning that no or that meaning that non employees will be banned from the premises and that only employees directly related to production and manufacturing and management in that Tesla Gigafactory in Shanghai will be allowed in. So it'll be interesting to see what type of production numbers are seen out of this plant. But this was the largest manufacturing facility, individual manufacturing facility that was shut down in Shanghai due to the recent COVID spike there. And new home construction to round off the download for today is up 0.3% uh, from this time 0.3% uh, this year and a whopping 6.7% from this time a year ago. So even with all the crazy things happening in the world, 
we're still seeing a very large increase with new home manufacturing and production, which is just absolutely wild considering the huge cost increases from everything from lumber to new construction materials, asphalt shingles, concrete, and then also just in general, the high levels of inflation. Again, CPI index, the consumer pricing index up almost 5% from year over year, and the amount of goods consumed in the U.S. costs consumers $4.8 billion more in March than in February of just this year. But it's we're still seeing new home construction increasing and we're seeing a commensurate rise in home purchases as well. So that's what's going on in the world today. Thanks for joining with us. And this has been The Dow. Today on The What Is... What is a blockchain? Now, I'm sure anyone that has turned on the news recently or anyone that pays pays attention to finance in any form or capacity has probably heard of cryptocurrency, namely Bitcoin. Now, this can be a very confusing aspect of finance to understand. And while we're certainly not going to dig into a lot of it today, we're going to give you a little bit of a peek on just one of the large aspects of what cryptocurrency is, and that is a blockchain. A blockchain is a type of shared database that differs from a typical database in the way that it stores information. Blockchains store data in blocks that are then linked together via cryptography. As new data comes in, it is entered into a fresh block. Once that block is filled with data, it is chained to the previous block, which makes it chained together in chronological order. This essentially creates a large transactional ledger that allows anyone wanting to track a purchase or a utilization of a piece of cryptocurrency back to the owner of the back to the previous owner and the new recipient and be able to track its usage, therefore preventing double spending. This has been a very abridged version of what a blockchain is. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. My name is Alex Perney. Today on the download, we have markets inching generally higher in most major metrics. The S&P 500 is set to have another record week. Uh, It's a great way to end out the uh, rather interesting year of 2021 as we get closer to the new year this weekend. The uh, techs on most of the... Most of the tech stocks have had kind of a mixed week with some companies gaining, some companies losing. Companies such as Apple kind of having a larger than expected holiday season, but then other companies such as uh, IPO startups in the realm of real estate and seeing some uh, mixed results uh, coming on the uh, the holiday year. We have Tesla's stock rallying once again. But uh, some analysts are saying that uh, key metrics that are pointing to inversions of its stock price and earnings have not yet met. So it'll be interesting to see how the tech and and car giant fares in the new year, but at least on the face value of what the stock is trading at towards the year end, doing pretty well. We have many different uh, things going on with uh, healthcare, with the Omicron variant of the coronavirus running rampant uh, through the country. However, most of our stocks that we've been looking at, uh, such as tech and infrastructure, are still holding very strong. One thing that we do want to look at, though, is the fact that housing, uh, at least with uh, things such as 
uh, new home prices, sales, and also rents have continued to steadily climb. So while not necessarily a direct impact on securities and markets, we are seeing still a, a very, very bullish market when it comes to housing. We have Riot Games agreeing to pay $100 million to settle a discrimination lawsuit. So company stock price is taking an appropriate hit when it comes to having to pay such a hefty fine. One of the major stories over the weekend with the Christmas holiday was travel being severely interrupted for many airlines with a lot of airlines, especially international carriers, canceling many of their long haul transatlantic flights due to staff shortages and additional sick leave being requested by staff and pilots. Most of the travel, especially airline stocks, took a significantly large hit over the weekend due to this. Uh, These interruptions are expected to be relatively short term, but it still is something that is breeding a lot of doubt when it comes to the the stability of stock prices in the new year with travel with uh, coronavirus still being very present in most of our uh, factors of life, especially when it comes to travel. We have a possible Department of Justice lawsuit looming over Apple, uh, which will face a large amount of scrutiny worldwide with regards to how it operates as businesses and flows cash through so con- through countries like Ireland. Google enters 2022 battling additional antitrust. So we're seeing the Department of Justice coming after some of the larger tech players. However, the interesting play in this is that it doesn't seem to be affecting stock prices to any measurable degree. Microsoft seeming to having uh, been being a Microsoft seeming to have avoided most of these types of issues. So not a very eventful week with the exception of the S&P 500 being at another record high. So we'll leave it off with that. Thank you for joining us for the download. Today on the what is, what is a 1031 exchange? IRS code 1031 allows for the exchange of assets without having to pay any income tax due to the identification and purchase of new assets within that same class. So if you were to, let's say, have a piece of property that you purchased for $100,000 and the sale price of that property being $200,000, you would have a $100,000 gain to pay taxes on. Now, under Section Code 1031, you are allowed to identify and purchase new properties within 30 days of the sale of that property. You can reinvest all of your earnings into the new assets without having to pay tax on them. However, what you are doing with this particular subsection of the Internal Revenue Code is deferring your taxation down the road. People who have made this popular are people like former President Donald Trump and a lot of real estate investors, a very useful portion of the tax code to take advantage of. This has been The Download. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. Tune in next week for more investing tips and strategies. Want to hear more episodes of the Alternative Investing Advantage? Search podcast at advantaira.com and subscribe. 